Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. So we've got another episode of Ultimate Teammates and we're doing a bit of a throwback now. We've just worked this one out. 630 days ago, we had the very, very first episode of First and Fifteen. And it involved this man that's with us today, Jordan Mealy. It was the OFL Gunslingers pre-season. We actually had a season at that point. Jordan, how are we doing? <laughs> yeah, not too bad. How are you guys? Another wonderful lockdown day. Good, good. We are yeah, joined by Pod. Uh, he's yes. managed to work out his computer today. He's even brought his little friend in the background that may pop up every now and again. <laughs> yeah. Always, so always, good, to... always good to be around the legend Pod. Uh, that's, uh, that's a fact right there. Thank oh, you. That's, that, that bribery's kicking in well there, isn't it? <laughs> so first, we're going to go offence first, because everyone loves offence. We're going to go for your centre. Who have you got? Ooh, I thought, oh, I thought you were, were going to go straight for the QB then. But um, centre is, uh, you know, he only played for one season. Um, and then he started on his coaching journey for the Titans youth team, um, which sort of set them up for the future. Uh, Duncan Anderson. Um, I don't know how many people would have seen him play, but um, he was, you know, he was a cracking centre and he was, you know, he sort of paved the way for um, for Nathan and myself to take on the centre role at, at Titans. Um, tall guy, you know, over six foot, I think he was about six foot three, um, good hands as well. Um, really big red zone threat. Um, and he, you know, also cracking guy as well. Um, so like, so selfless as well. He kind of, he gave up his position in the senior team so that he could go and um, coach the youth team. And, you know, you see what the, the Titans youth team are doing now. Um, you know, he got that started, um, Got them to the, got them to the final in his first year. Unfortunately, he lost out, and then you know the seasons that followed that. Um, you know the rest is history, really. They you know and he passed it on to Lee Tibbles, and they picked up some national championships. So um, he sort of paved the way, really, for for the Titans youth team. So it was gutting, really, because obviously selfishly, it would have been nice to see him progress in the senior team as well with the Titans. Um, but yeah, no, he um, absolutely fantastic guy. He's he lives in LA now. Um, he moved over there with uh, with work, um, and uh, I've seen some of the photos of him since he's moved, and he's in he's in cracking shape. So I'd uh, I'd love to see him get back on the pitch if he was ever to uh, to come back to the UK. So you're not you're not going to bring him back over, just for a few games. Your import. Hey, yeah, well, I'll, you know, I think me and, me and Nathan have been trying, so uh, you know we're gonna have to we're gonna have to push him uh, push him a bit harder to see if we can get him back in the UK. Yeah, uh, to uh, but then the thing is, then I then I'll lose my spot in the team because uh, he you know he'd replace me at centre. <laughs> I think I think I remember him. He must have did he just pop in occasionally when the year after he left? Because I'm sure yeah. I've seen him play in a couple of maybe tournaments and stuff. Because when I was with you guys. That yeah, he, yeah, year, I think he popped yeah, back a few times, and um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, that that first season, he um, yeah, he really, really made that centre position his own, and um, you know, really big target, um, and he you know scored a fair few touchdowns as well. I mean, if his if his lasting dynasty in mm-hmm. English football is the is the Titans youth team, that's yeah. that's a good thing to leave. Obviously, me and Pod have seen them; we've refereed a few of the the, the games and things. And yeah. the battles between them and the Leicester Huntsman youth team were absolutely brilliant to watch. Yeah, I, I'm, I'll, I'll get it. I'm not, I'm not seeing them. I, I helped, I helped him out on occasion um, with his sort of as like a defensive coordinator in a couple of game days. Uh, but yeah, the, he offensively, the the guy could draw up a play, and um, you know, even if uh, you know he was to come back just to just to call some plays and you know draw draw up a playbook. Uh, for us, um, I think uh, that would be very welcomed. So we'll move on to your QB. You're ready for this one now, aren't you? Who have you got? I mean, it, I've heard, Joe, I've played with probably, I don't know, 
six or seven QBs. Uh, there's, o- there's only one I can choose is Adam Grimrod. Yeah. The, <laughs> He's the my man. hero. Oh, it just, not only is he just a gen sort of, uh, you know, really genuinely nice guy, he is an absolute assassin on the football field. Um, just, yeah, honestly, watching him play, you know, sometimes I don't like getting the ball because I get to watch him do his thing in the pocket. Um, you know, I go, you know, I run a one-step slant left. I get to look back and just watch him spin away from a would-be blitzer um, and just an uncork an absolute beauty down the field to... <laughs> You know, Nathan, as, um, you know, Stefan, uh, Joe Cottrell when he plays for us, um, you know, in the OFL, it's just, you know, it's just fantastic to watch. Yeah, I mean, I'm he's sort of positive. I definitely amazing. agree with you on this one. Yeah, <laughs> he's an amazing player. I, yeah. My claim to fame is I think he still has the gloves I gave him um, when he was about, I don't know, 10. When he played for the Jets, are they the and, are they the navy blue night Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the, yeah. They're the, I think he might. I think he might. He might have transitioned, but I I have certainly <laughs> seen him play in those for a couple of seasons. Yeah. <laughs> he I was like a defensive back with the with the Jets that year before, and then he obviously a cornerback, and he just graduated. He couldn't have been more than nineteen. And um, he went to a game, and I think it was just he hadn't got any gloves. And I was, I was like, I've got a spare pair. You can have mine. And uh, they're, they're, they're still there, aren't they? Obviously. Yeah, that's, it's almost like, uh, have, you, have you seen the film Like Mike? That's that's that same situation. <laughs> those, those gloves, like, I, that's probably why he still keeps them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's phenomenal quarterback. He played for Jets for a couple of seasons. And like you say, it's just amazing. You can... I always say to Marcus, and he hates it, don't you? But you can stick your hand up knowing, without even needing to look, you've got an idea where the ball is. If you stick your hand up, there's a good chance it will be where your hand is and yeah. it's coming with a spiral. So I've, the amount of one-handed catches, and I can't catch one-handed at all, the amount <laughs> I've had from Adam, because it just spins and it comes in yeah. and it's just perfect every yeah. time. And Marcus yeah. hates it, but it's true. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Hundred percent, and yeah. do you know what he he has really like helped me, you know, not only just because of his sort of you know his QB prowess, but just so knowledgeable about the game, and he's helped me massively, you know, moving to centre and playing with him him there in my first mm-hmm. season playing centre with him, we won the OFL, um, we almost made it to the national playoffs losing to uh, Victoria Park Panthers in like seven overtimes. Um, and, you know, he very nearly won us that game um, as well. And, um, you know, just, yeah, he just brought me on so, so much um, at centre. And, um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to uh, playing, playing again with, uh, with him once, uh, once we get next season underway. Yeah, he's annoying as well, isn't he? Because he still looks about twenty-three. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. He, <laughs> yeah, I need to. I need like to get four kids. That, and... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need to get out of that skincare regime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you say that you know, Pod, you could never catch one hand and things like that. So basically, what you're saying is that all your talent was in those gloves, and you've now just given them away. No, no, no. He had those gloves from from the beginning. The talent, <laughs> the talent's all his. But it oh, is so true. You... It... It's not like you had your talent in, in the first place to give no, away. No, no, I never had. I never had talent. But it, it's honest to God true. There's a couple of amazing catches I remember to this day of literally just sticking my hand up somewhere there and, and it just spiralling in on, on a dime. It's it's amazing. It's very, very good player. Very good quarterback. He's a great guy and he's just fun. Yeah. I just, and the, the, one, the one thing that just I don't think sort of gets mentioned when you think of him because he's such a good thrower of the ball is... He doesn't get sacked. He doesn't really like since you know since I've played with him. He barely throws interceptions as well. He's so smart with the ball. Um, you know, there's one highlight that sticks out for me is the OFL final the first year I played with him. Um, we got the, it's on film as well, and he fakes out the cameraman twice and the blitzer with two spins and a pump fake, and then hits. He throws it to me in the back corner of the end zone. And it's just, you know, it's just phenomenal he, how he manages to avoid it. You know, less than less than a handful of sacks a season and let, you know, and less than a handful of interceptions as well. So, um, 
yeah, just just very clever with the ball. He you know he knows he knows when to to uncork it deep, and he knows when you know it just yeah, it's a fantastic player. So let's look at your first of your two receivers. Who have you got? Um, I mean, this is this is another one as well. I, I mean, I'm biased because I get to play with him, um, and I've known him for well since I started playing. So you know, this is coming into eight years next year playing the game. Um, Nathan, Nathan Coles, um, I personally think he's possibly the best wide receiver in the UK. Um, me being biased, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I, I I think he's an absolute phenomenal talent. Um, you know, just great hands. The wingspan is insane. Um, and also, as well, like, he's probably the best guy I've been on a road trip with. Just the stories that... I could just sit there and listen to him for, you know, three hours and I'll, you know, I would not get bored. Um, he's um, definitely, he is like possibly my ultimate teammate. Uh, sound, sound like I'm quite far up his backside here, but um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, no, he's, um, you know, since I've known him, just an app, just generally great guy um, as well as being like an absolute beast on the field. Yeah, you, you, you're you're not wrong, are you? I don't think anyone who's ever played or knows him doesn't think that he's unboundless energy, enthusiasm, knowledge, and like I say, he just plays the game the right way, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He just he just always got a smile on his face. I've yeah. I've, I've never seen him get angry as well. Um, he has to cool me down a few times um, in a game day, and just sort of keeps he keeps me keeps me calm when I'm getting a bit stressed as well. And um, you know, we we both have got to the point now where, well, he's not he's not quite thirty, but I've just turned thirty, and uh, we don't like playing both ways now. We both like to play our offense and then just just sit back on the sideline and watch everyone else on defense work the magic. <laughs> um, I, the one I always remember, you must have been you with us that Birmingham game. Do you remember that? Yes, that game yeah. When he got the. I don't know if we ended up winning the game. Was that the first time they got beat, or it was the first time someone we actually got close? And Nathan came down with that ball in between what two or three? You'll probably remember yeah. it better than me. Yeah, I, so he, he he always he is a very big time you know big game player as well. Like the the year we beat uh, Birmingham Lions for their first defeat, um, they double teamed Nathan the whole yep. game and he came down with some absolutely monster catches um people draped all over him and it was just uh, he when it when the situation like you know needs it he he pulls it out of the bag and um you know he, he almost won us a national championship last year when we uh, faced the western supers in the final um he caught what we thought would be the winner and then you know we um you know we we gave up the the equalising uh, touchdown, but yeah, so but yeah, he when when the situation calls for it, he he manages to pull something out of the bag. Yeah, so it's a good mark of a player, isn't it? Like you say, he, he's great anyway. But when it's needed, yeah, he, he can step up, and he's got something else which you don't see in a lot of people. You just don't. No, yeah, great player. I mean, I was going to mention the fact that he's. He's, I've never seen him not smiling, no matter what. <laughs> yeah. but you, you've already mentioned that one. The other thing I will mention, and this, I, I do remember it was one of the first times, because I, I, I took a bit of a, a gap in my football career a bit, and I, when I came back and I started up with the raccoons, and I, I had a message off Rudy asking about the kit, and he was like, what size do you want in your shorts? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, do you want basketball, soccer, or Nathan Coles? <laughs> that, that's the three gradings they've got for the shorts and everyone seems to know as soon as you say I've got Nathan Cole's shorts they're like no. yeah yeah and uh, to be honest with you having uh, stood next to him in a in a urinal um, I don't know how he manages to fit in them shorts if I'm honest <laughs> oh, yeah, we don't we don't call him Big Nate for no reason <laughs> right let's get moved on yeah, on that note. <laughs> oh, dear me. Marcus is thinking. Marcus has left the conversation. He's on his way to Northampton. 
No, so I'm just getting. Oh. I, do, I do remember. Uh, so Alison was taking photos, and she's caught took one of Nathan, and he managed to jump. And when she jumps, he put. I think he kicked his leg up in the air slightly. And Alison was taking lots of photos. She took a photo and went, "Oh no, I've got to delete that one." She told me about it afterwards. I said, like, well, "Okay." <laughs> what, what you what, what he hasn't told you is that is on the back, like a, an A4, A3 size poster in their bedroom. <laughs> I was, I was going to stick up my background on here, but it would probably be backwards, so it wouldn't really matter now. <laughs> hey, it's the same size forwards or backwards. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so who's on the uh, the other side of the pitch? Not that um, it matters now. Oh, dear. Uh, oh, this is a uh, tough one. Um, I'm going to go with Stefan Roden from ex-Birmingham Lions, kitted. Um, he played, he, you know, we were fortunate that he moved to Northampton um, when he started working for Amazon. Um, and we managed to get him for a season. He played both both sides of the ball. Um, but as a receiver, fantastic hands. Um, great route running as well. You can see why... Um, you know, he, he was a massive hit with the Birmingham Lions as well. Um, you know, and he had, to be fair, he had Tristan Varney throwing him the ball as well. So that's obviously a, obviously a plus as well. But um, yeah, he, fun, and he, you know, gen, he's a good guy as well. And um, obviously I'm a bit biased because I haven't played for a lot of teams, but I've had a lot of like people, I've played with a lot of people, obviously bit, Titans being quite a big team and we've had a few sort of, um, guest appearances for a, for seasons with people, um, but yeah, he you know really really good football player on both sides of the ball as well. I, I was a bit unsure where to put him, but having played in OFL with him, um, with him on offense, you know when you've got them Nathan and Stefan on both sides of uh, of Grimrod, it's um, you know I I don't tend to see a lot of the ball because. And I'm fine with that because either one of those is usually in the end zone. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I think he's think think he's a fantastic player. Um, and um, yeah, he's 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 quarterbacked for you a few times as well, hasn't he? he yeah, he he's, um, yeah, he's not he, a bad quarterback. He's, yeah, he's a bit of a you know bit of a jenga piece. We played um, we played Birmingham Lions the year. Um, I think Grimrod was out. I think he, uh, I think they just had a baby, um, and he, we had no. It was either me or Dan Archibald, and um, I'd seen Stefan throw in practice, and I said, "Why don't we give him a go at QB?" And uh, the first play in the Birmingham Lions game, and there's footage of it. Um, he takes a. Um, I think as takes the snap, passes it to Stefan, and he goes around the whole team, duking them um, and gets in the end zone. And um, you know that that day, you know he, he did a great job at QB, and he just he's he's an offensive weapon. Um, you could stick him anywhere. We've, he's played centre as well for us when uh, in I think he played centre when I was QB, um, and just a great outlet. You know if he gets the ball, he's going to make yards as well. So. Um, yeah, definitely one of the best wide receivers I've seen play the game. So you've got one of the position in in your team. You've got one extra receiver here. Are you going extra receiver, tight end, running back? How, how are you going to line this one up? Um, I'm going to go. It was a tough decision, but the guy who I was initially going to have at running back, I, I've I've moved him actually to the defensive side of the ball. So that's a that's a tease. Um, but I'm going to go wide receiver. Um, and I've had the uh, I've had the opportunity to play with this guy, you know, last two OFL seasons now. Um, I was a bit annoyed actually having listened to his ultimate teammates that he didn't fit me in somewhere. Um, <laughs> it's uh, Joe Cottrell. <laughs> um, again, honestly, I, he is uh, possibly one of the best looking flag players I've seen. Um, and then also as well, he's got incredible talent as well. It's, um, it's I'm a bit jealous to be honest with you. <laughs> Marcus, uh, Marcus, he doesn't quite count you as a flag player, so don't take offence. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, um, yeah, the, he he is just he, similar. Like can play anywhere, you know, anywhere on mm. offense, anywhere on defense, and you know he is going to make 
numerous plays. Um, I might, yeah, managed to get him playing in the Gunslingers jersey um, for OFL the last um, last two years, and um, you know he's just absolutely outstanding player. Um, got got to watch him as well, you know, in the last year in the uh, in the National League final against uh, Smoke, and he just you know. He, you can see, you can see why you know people want him, want him playing for their teams. To be honest, and um, yeah, he's definitely uh, a great addition to to the Gunslingers when he comes and plays. I mean, going back to the the Joe Cottrell recording, maybe it's because you're not quite good enough at Mario Kart. To be fair, I'm ter- I'm terrible. Um, at Mario Kart, I lost to my five-year-old um, at Mario Kart just at the week this past weekend gone. Um, so it's understandable. I can see why. That, that's all it was. I mean, <laughs> most of his squad was based yeah. on Mario Kart. How good they were. So it was pretty that's clear it. on that, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> it's the first time he mentioned. I was like, okay, you know, fair enough. And then it's, it just kept on coming back up, and I was like, there's a theme here. <laughs> but no, he's a yeah, great, great guy. I. If I'm honest, I absolutely love the Welsh accent as well. So that just adds to uh, the sort of JC aura as well. So um, yeah, but I'll be uh, I'll ho- hopefully be able to get him get him across from Wales during uh, the next OFL season because uh, yeah, he do- he does look good in the uh, Gunslingers jersey. <laughs> so I'm not too sure if that's going to count against your import rule if you bring it in. You've got one guy coming from America. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, it's it's OFL. I'll make I'll make the rules so. I can, uh... <laughs> so there's your offense sorted. We're going to go back now into your history. Yeah. Your your first time playing flag or your first introduction of flag in American football. Where did that come from? Um. So my first sort of introduction to American football um, was. I can't remember what Super Bowl it was the number but it was the Tampa Bay Bucks versus the Oakland Raiders oh that's horrible um and uh I, I you know every as I do with every Super Bowl I choose a team that I'm gonna sort of you know you know support in the big game um I chose the Bucks fortunately um because they went on an absolute <laughs> rampage in the uh in the game uh, the the following day I was absolutely shattered um, obviously, staying up from and watching watching the game, um, and all I could do was draw draw up plays in my school planner. Um, that lunchtime, we had a, a little mini rugby ball, and we went out and we played uh, kind of like a semi sort of semi contact game on the uh, on the school field, and um, and it kind of everyone else is interest in it sort of wavered and because of that it kind of you know I've always been interested in it but um and then it wasn't until uh the year that RG3 got drafted I was like right I'm getting back into it now and uh I chose the the Washington football team to support because uh my favorite colors are burgundy and gold um (laughs) bit of a random choice I know but um watching RG3 I was like right I really want to play this game. What what can I do? And um, you know, I was googling, and I was like, I don't think I can play full kitted. I'm, you know, at the time I was uh, I was a bit fragile. I still well, I still am to be honest. Um, so I was looking for alternative options, and um, yeah, and I stumbled across the the Titans website that Dan had done, and um, it was the October of God bloody hell. It would have been 2013, maybe 2014. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so yeah, so the next year would be my seven years playing. Sorry, I said eight earlier. And um, but yeah, I, I went down to training. There was uh, me, Dan, Luke, um, Wayne Ledger, and Hannah Pye of um, GB Women's Kitted, and. Um, and yeah, that you know, have have first session, and there was five of us for October till Christmas. And uh, honestly, I I have not loved the sport more in my life than I have flag. I'm a bit gutted that I found it so much later than I did. 
I, I wish I'd found it when I was sort of, you know, 16, 17. But um, yeah, honestly, I and since, you know, still to this day, I uh, absolutely love the sport. Um, yeah. That's yeah. That's 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 my my sort of introduction to to flag really. You didn't have to mention the Raiders Buccaneers Super Bowl though, did you? <laughs> I am um, honestly after that game, I wanted to be Keyshawn Johnson. That was just you know uh, that that was who that was who I wanted to be. I was like I put myself at wide receiver in the game at school the next day. And um, you know every play was drawn up for me, which I don't think my friends were too too fired up about. So see after you, after that game, you wanted to be Keyshawn Johnson. After that game, I watched it. I wanted to hide. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that was the first Super Bowl I remember staying up for. And I, as a Raiders fan, and I was like, uh, yeah, we. Rich Gannon, Rich Gannon, I think he still holds the record for the most interceptions thrown in one Super Bowl. And yeah, that's as a Raiders fan, that's not the that's not the one you want to be staying up for. No, so, <laughs> so it, uh, you know, it's like the last few minutes. I'm thinking, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'll watch the last few minutes. It can't get any worse. He drops back, throws that fifth interception, and they return it the whole way. And I'm like, yeah, great. <laughs> that's great, the one man. you wake up and you're tired in the morning, and you think, what was what was the point in that? <laughs> yeah, it was not worth it that day. <laughs> So let's move on to defence. Any idea on your sort of formation you're going to be lined up in? Um, I mean, my favourite is 2-2 with a, with a blitzer. Um, I, I am partial to a, to a three with a linebacker as well. Um, and I, I've kind of, the way I've chosen my team, it fits either a 2-2 or a 3-2. Uh, um, so, yeah. So who have you got? On at the front of your of your defense, so the front. So this guy, um, he played for probably a season at corner. Um, it's like a corner blitzing. No, actually two seasons at corner. Um, before we realised he was too good on offense. Um, it's Aaron Timpson. Um, everyone will probably know him as you know, a very ferocious slot guy. Um. My greatest memory of him as a teammate is he used to be the corner in front of me uh, for the first two seasons when I played safety. And he, you know, he's probably the reason why I had so many picks in my first two years. He, very aggressive. Um, we used to call sort of uh, some sort of hybrid blitzes from the corner position um, and people would end up throwing straight to straight behind him into my hands um he absolutely no fear um he would break on a ball um and you know i, I remember one one uh, game we played in the phantoms charity tournament um just wrestled both him and the red in lines receiver caught the ball and he just wrestled it sort of like in the air out of the guy's hands um and then ended up going in for a pick six and it was just uh after that, I thought, right, I, this guy is, I want this guy playing corner in front of me, uh, you know, every week. He, he uh, is rapid as well, isn't he? He is yeah. so quick. It just, he, well, there's, it's, <laughs> you know, they, uh, the things that stick out for me, are the things where we've got footage on, and there's one play we played um, the first season that we, I think we beat Leicester Eagles in the last game of the season. And I think it was like a 12-7 game. And uh, they were driving um, with the ball. And I think it was fourth and goal. And he is playing right corner. And they take, uh, I think it was Danny Seals. Um, he takes sort of like a, like a wheel route from the right-hand side. And about 10 yards out, as goes from sideline because he's covering at his man and he goes the complete width of the field and tackles him on probably like the one or the two yard line to stop stop them oh, going ahead and um you know that he's after that we we sort of started cooking up some that was when we started cooking up the blitzes and um and then the following season we kind of just played this sort of hybrid defense where we would just call in random blitzes and from different people 
And that was the year that we conceded the least amount of points in sort of Titans history. And um, yeah, just he was one of the sort of catalysts for that. His speed blitzing from the corner and we wouldn't show as well. So people wouldn't know he was coming until like it was too late. Um, But yeah, he's such an underrated corner, I think, because not many people got to see him play that position um, because obviously he was then one of the main parts of our offense um, after those two seasons. Yeah, the most annoying thing about him is he's a New England Patriots fan, isn't he? And yeah. For I mean... years, I've played with him a couple of times, and it's like <laughs> you never hear the end of it. And yeah. now, I don't see him anymore. This season is when I want to be playing with him. <laughs> God. Yeah, I have to have to admit, um, there's, you know, it's, you know, it's, that's, that's the, I think that's the only downside to him is that he's a Pats yeah. fan. <laughs> yeah. I actually let you know a lot of times, doesn't yeah. about it? He well. is a man. He is a Man United fan as yeah. well. So. Oh, jeez, it gets worse. Yeah, right. so. probably Golden State Warriors as well. <laughs> but no, yeah, he's actually. And I, you know, I wanted to put him on my offense as well because he's, you know, he's a fantastic. But just as a corner, like he, him and my next corner uh, have been like absolutely solid for me. Where as a safety. Um, and made my life a hell of a lot easier. I think you do yourself a little bit of a disservice. You're a bloody good safety. Bloody good safety. Well, well, I, I, In your prime there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, not so much anymore. But um, no, I, you know, but I've had, I've had some really good pieces in front of me and uh, that have made me, uh, given me the opportunities to snaggle those uh, interceptions. So looking at the other side on your front, who have you got? Uh, well, this guy, I mean, he doesn't typically play on the left side, but, you know, he he is the he was the one that stepped in after Az made his way to the offence, um, was Ben, is ben Roberts. Um, absolute hulk of a man. Like, you know, just... I, 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 how, I don't get how someone like that sort of built can move the way he does um you know he he joined and he just he took on the corner role and he was just so inquisitive he wanted to learn um and yeah he kind of like you know as stepped away from playing in front of me and then I got uh, Ben stepping and uh he won he won uh, defensive rookie of the year in OFL um in his first year and um, and then the following year, he just yeah, he just stepped it up a gear. Um, he you know he really 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 is an absolute threat, bullhawk as well from the corner position. Um, you know, always just got the knack of stepping in front of the pass at the right time and taking it to the house. I think in the um, the year we won the OFL, um, he had six. Six inceptions in the first game day, four of which went for pick sixes um, over three games. And, um, you know, that that year we, um, you know, that's the year we won as well. And he he was a massive part of that as well. Like really short tackler as well. Um, he wasn't just because, you know, like <laughs> I'd say for me, you know, I was a good ball hawk, but I was a crap tackler. Um, and it were you know if the if the tackling got to me you were in trouble <laughs> um, unless the cameras were there then you would usually catch like some crazy diving tackle but I you know I'm not not the best tackling well but having him in front of me as well was you know the sure way to make sure that the tackle was made. I think you described him quite well because I couldn't think who he was. Was it isn't it wasn't Ben also partial to a Nathan Cole short? Uh, yes, he was yes. also part of the uh, the Coles yes. Fitz case. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Very un- good. Unfortunately, he doesn't play flag anymore. He's um, he he's a big rugby fan. Um, he decided yeah. to give rugby a go, and uh, you know he will probably smash it playing rugby as well because he's just um, when he when he puts himself into it, something he you know he makes sure that he is in it like one thousand percent, and he like. Make sure that you know every fine detail is, um, you know, is covered before you know it, he's he's always working, which is you know, it's what you want from a teammate. Hard working. It's just Not- slightly disturbing that you know Pod's main recognition point <laughs> of him is how 
how short his shorts were. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What I remember of him is he built like a rugby player. I mean, yeah, he, he, he said that. He's got sense. some. Yeah. yeah, him and him and Nathan like they've got the legs for those shorts. Um, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> but he, I have to. There's what you know. Um, play that sticks out for me for Ben is um, is the first time we beat the Cardiff Hurricanes. Um, it was in Northampton. Um, <clears throat> we were, I think, we were two points behind, um, and it was um, Joe Cottrell was um, leading the Cardiff Cardiff down the field to sort of score, um, and there was probably I want to say maybe ten seconds left on the clock. Um, Connor gets a tip. Ben sort of stretches out, grabs the ball, and he runs the length of the field, um, shakes his hips past Joe Cottrell, and goes in the end zone for a game-winning pick six against Cardiff. And uh, that's probably the most hyped I've been off a play in my whole entire flag career. We, you know, we had a big pile on at the end, and um, yeah, just that just you know showed what kind of player is. He, he, you know, he's another guy as well that. Put in a situation, he'll he'll come up with a play. Oh, the days when we could get close to teammates, eh? I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> now, now it's a socially distanced fist bump and uh, move on. <laughs> exactly. Hope uh, what we're it'll be back. We'll be back. The first pylon will feel so great. <laughs> <laughs> if you could, if you could fist bump from two meters away, I'm very surprised by that one. <laughs> so. You've now got. We're going to go back to your uh, your backline, your safeties. Yes, um, but biased again. Um, but um, and it's it's quite quite going really that he kind of surpassed my ability at the safety position whilst being in from the same household. Um, is my brother Connor? Um, just he is the quietest guy you'll ever meet. Um, just. He started playing offense for the Titans, and um, in his first season, he I think he scored about 30, 31 touchdowns. Um, he had you know quite a few games with three or four touchdowns where people just they didn't know who he was. Nathan Coles was on the other side, and they just they just left him. And you know he made the one step slant to the house, sort of his go-to move because people just thought oh who's you know who's this guy we don't know anything about um playing along you know alongside Nathan Coles and um Grimrod's not going to throw to him he's going to throw to to Nathan and um yeah that that season in the in the Birmingham Lions game um Connor scored a hat-trick and I know we're not talking about him offensively but he then selflessly moved to the defensive side of the ball um in his second season um because to give someone um someone else a shot at wide receiver who because connor was the way we had it selected was that we had a depth chart and connor had got wide receiver and safety on the depth chart so he was playing both ways um so he actually gave up his spot on offense for um for someone else and um yeah once once he then um took over at safety he just uh yeah, he just played out of his mind. Um, in his yeah, his first season at safety, he recorded forty-two interceptions and eight pick sixes um, in thirty-five games. So it's pretty sad that I track these stats, but um, I have my own little stat sheet. Uh, but that was you know that was the year we won um, OFL as well, and um, yeah, he just yeah he he completely surpassed sort of like my my best best years um at safety which was which was a bit upsetting but also i was you know i was i was pretty proud to see it to be honest i mean so yeah when you say like you know he beat you in the stats what was your stats for the season uh th- i had 37 as my best year with four pick sixes and he had 42 with eight pick sixes so yes <laughs> in the same in the same amount of games so yeah, so that was, you know, it was, you know, a bit, bit gutted, but I was, Joe, it's so, so good seeing he got the um, the Flag Football World Defensive Player of the Year for that season as well, um, along alongside um, Harry Braley, our blitzer, and um, yeah, he, 
but he I don't know he kind of he kind of fell out of love with the game um and I'll try and I'll get him roped back in sometimes um he played he played with us in a few games last season uh but he um yeah I think he's you know he's he's quite he's a quiet guy and I think sort of um yeah I think he was ready to sort of step away from playing um I will get him back one day. He's still he's still only twenty six, so uh, he's got plenty of time left yet. So who's got on the other side for the other safety? So this is this is a difficult one because obviously, typically this is the position that I've always played <laughs> on my on the teams that I've um, I've played with. But um, it's a guy I've already chose um, on the offensive side of the ball. It's um, it's Adam Grimrod. Um, he, along along with Connor, he might be one of the best safeties I've seen. Um, he's you know he's not he's not like he's not a flashy safety, but he is he just not he just knows what he's doing. And obviously, I think he, he is a DB by trade anyway. Um, you know he he's just he knows where the ball's going. Um, he can read a quarterback like no one else and uh, I think obviously the benefit of playing the position as well um but he just yeah absolutely fantastic uh safety um I just yeah I just I I was glad to take sort of like not play that role on the team when when Grimrod said he would play safety because I think at the Titans there was a worry that he would get injured and we didn't have anyone to replace him um when he came to the Gunslingers, I was like, "If you want, if you want to play safety, you play safety." Like, I am absolutely fine with that. And um, yeah, he is just yeah, cool, cool as you like. Um, always, always there around the ball as well. Um, I don't think I've seen him get beaten deep um, too many times, and um, and a very, very good tackler as well. I mean, yeah, even. Even Paul's girlfriend's agreeing with you there in the background. I can just yeah. hear yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad I didn't steal your thunder because I, I was about to, when we talked earlier about the gloves and, and obviously that he was a DB when he started, I was going to say about the time of the Jets and how good a, a safety he was as well. So I'm quite glad I, we didn't go into it. But it's, yeah, it's <laughs> true. Quarterbacks do make good safeties. Even Marcus, you, you, you do well at safety, don't you, as well? Because you played the quarterback. So it does seem to help. And you're a decent quarterback yourself, Jordan, as well. So it, it definitely helps. Um, yeah, I think um, you, you know you see you? you see with the likes of like people like Joe Cottrell, Cottrell who, yeah. he's also a fantastic safety as well. Uh, yeah. And I just yeah, I think um, having that knowing sort of you know what a quarterback's going to do. Obviously, you don't know exactly what they're going to do, but you can kind of see yeah. from how they look because you're used to doing that yourself. Um, and I think it just get, gives you the good advantage to be in the right position to make to make the play i mean i think it's the mindset so i, I was just slightly stunned there that pod gave me a fairly <laughs> decent compliment it's, it's, <laughs> it throws me off but it, i think it is the mindset of uh, like you are sort of like the quarterback you know you, you're playing you're trying to read everything as a quarterback you try and read everything as the safety and it is that mindset of understanding how a quarterback thinks and that that sort of it does aid you in in the uh in the safety position. I mean, I, I could only tell where a, a, a guy's going to throw if I'm playing safety. It's normally the guy that I was trying to cover, who's now about <laughs> 10 yards deeper than me. <laughs> so one last defensive position. You've got your blitzer on this one. Yeah. And uh, to be fair, this wasn't, this wasn't a difficult one for me. Um, I've played with a lot of blitzers who, haven't wanted to blitz. Um, I listened to obviously um, the last episode where you spoke about the blitzing position. Um, a lot of people have just been stuck at blitzer. They don't want to play blitzer. Um, they they don't necessarily think about it. Um, you know, the way that someone who is specifically there to blitz and wants to blitz um, would think about it. They just think, right, run. And I, I've got, you know, there's some people that have dedicated themselves to the blitzing position. So, like, special mentions, like, um, Adam Rabano, who is now the QB of Titans White, he understands, like, 
the like the blitzing mentality having done it um like and he actually like you know, dedicated himself to it but um and obviously as i spoke about previously um because he sort of you know he did the sort of hybrid corner blitzing thing um but harry brayley um was the, the old titans blitzer he used to play middle linebacker and we then moved from a 3-1 um formation to a two like a two two um and he said that he would blitz and he sort of he got himself like you know he was practicing like not just the days we were training he was practicing other days as well in working on sort of his blitzing and uh you know really 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 showed as well um the season that um i was talking about where connor won co won the um Defensive Player of the Year for Flag Football World. Um, he Harry Braley was the the other winner of it. Um, I think he got something crazy like um, thirty seven sacks in that yeah thirty seven sacks and uh, one pick six as well that season. Um, and you know he he just dedicated himself to that blitzing position and not many people do that. I think you're starting to see it more so now where you've got you know, people who are, aren't just thrown in there, uh, you know, because you're struggling. Obviously, sometimes when the numbers aren't looking so favourable on a on a game day, I know we've had to try and try and rope in anyone we can to to, to blitz. Um, but yeah, he he really um, made it his sort of mission to to become a better blitzer, and and he really did as well. Like you know, 37 sacks in a season is. I think I think he's phenomenal. Um, you know, it just yeah. No, like, like like you said, like we have mentioned this previous on the episodes with the the blitzer is now like a real position in a way. Yeah, it's not just a you're a new guy stand there run forwards, and anybody who who is a, like a, a blitzer definitely sees that now. If it, you know, this is my job, not the I'm looking for something else. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I I just think yeah, and I think I think it's good if you've got someone there that will you know will dedicate themselves to the blitz. It makes it makes your life easier with a team because you haven't got to worry. Oh, who's going to play here? Who you know? And um, you don't want someone playing both ways, blitzing and also like you know playing on offense as well because you know does it. It's not good for the person playing offense because they're usually knackered by the time you know having blitzed potentially eight times as well um in a drive and so if you've got someone who is dedicating themselves to that then you know it's an absolute bonus i think so what about your one substitute who are we going to put in it so that's a really that's a really uh when i when i heard that on the last episode i was like john i really struggle you know really struggling with that to be honest with you, um, if if I had to pick someone, um, oh, this is oh, this is a play difficult, and this is it's great great podcasting. Me thinking don't, here, don't <laughs> don't leave it too long because Marcus will fill it in for himself and just say yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that he'll just dub it over. Do Marcus Gumbrill. Do you know what? I'm get, I'm going to go with someone who can play both ways of the ball. Um, he currently plays for Glasgow. Um, I had the opportunity to play with him um, for a season before he moved back up to Scotland. It's Martin Walker. Um, guy can play DB, um, blitzer, slot, outside. Um, I've seen him play everywhere. He's got an absolute fantastic spin move um, on offense. I got to see that in the first year that we played. Um, he, yeah, he's, and he, the thing is as well, he's a good laugh as well. Like really enjoy his company um he's a fantastic driver as well i've never been so safe in a car with someone whilst also driving at ridiculous speeds um in my life um and uh, but no he um yeah d- just really yeah really sort of cracking guy to be around um got they've got a chance to play against him as well in the uh, quarterfinals of the uh, playoffs last year in the national league um which obviously was was favorable for us but it was it was really really great to get a get a chance to sort of play on the same field as him um it's been it's been since 2014 since we last played so um together so it was yeah that was quite a quite a nice one last year 
I mean, I mean, surely you're a very, very safe driver. I mean, you, you recorded half the podcast for the <laughs> a few years ago in your car. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm a fairly, I, I'm a slow driver. I mean, I drive a, I drive a truck now. I'm, you know, I tootle along doing the bare minimum speed. Um, and I remember Martin used to drive a, it was like a, I can't, I'm not good with my cars, by the way. Uh, it was a Toyota, it was like a sporty Toyota. And uh, we were going to the Titans Awards evening and he was driving us. And uh, yeah, I, I felt so safe, but he was absolutely flying in this thing. And uh, yeah, but also I got there and I was thinking, you know, I might have been that I was slightly drunk as well. But um, yeah, I, you know, he was uh, quite a good driver for the for the speed that he, he used to travel in that thing. <laughs> So I'm glad that you were driving on when you're doing the podcast then, because otherwise we'd have had like a two minute episode. Yeah, <laughs> yours are all right. We're okay with that one. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, that's my that's my go to. It's the it's the most time I usually have away from the kids and uh, and work. So if I could do something in the car, that's uh, that's ideal with me. <laughs> so we're going to go on to the 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 episode that you've had you listened to with Joe Cottrell. Yeah, the previous question, and it was. How can flag football become an Olympic sport? What's needed to push it to that, yeah, to that pinnacle? I do you know when I heard that the you know the neck the previous person poses a question. I was hoping for something a little simpler, to be honest. Um, I I think it's quite a difficult one, but the the first part for me is there needs to be a main focus on flag in the UK. Um, I feel like at the minute. It's a it's an afterthought. Um, you know, if you play flag, you're a pansy. Uh, you know, it's you know, it just seems that there's no interest in it. Um, you know, obviously the the people playing flag have got an interest in it, but they're sort of hamstrung by the powers that be. Um, and yeah, I, I I think there needs to be a focus on it. At the end of the day, whether people like it or not. That is, I think, flag is more likely to be in the Olympics than kitted because of the amount of moving parts in kitted. You know, it's yeah. I just think it's it would be harder to get that in in the games. Um, but then also as well, I, you see in America, there's so much sponsorship for for flag football. It is it's phenomenal. Like you know, the high level sponsors as well and. We don't have that in this country. Um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't even know where, how to start going through that process to obtain the big sponsorships. Um, but obviously, I'm sure that's something that um, the Baffer CEO is, you know, is either working on or he's got a plan for maybe um, in the future. But um, you just you just see those, you know, the, America are a powerhouse in flag um, and. You know, they've you see these tournaments and stuff, and they're being able to get cash prizes and um, you know big money prizes for playing in these tournaments. That is always going to uh, attract the elite of the elite athletes. You know, um, and you see like the AFFL, and you just see the the like absolutely phenomenal phenomenal athletes like playing in. You know, I some of the people like the moves they put on people like the dips and stuff like i've tried a dip and it just doesn't look exact it doesn't look the same and i just yeah i just think if there is a you know if there is an opportunity and certainly the amount of athletes playing kitted as well if there was more benefits to playing flag i think you'd see an influx of people coming to play flag more regularly um but yeah i think yeah, I, I, I just think there's not enough focus on on flag in the UK um, on a like a wide scale. You know, we're quite um, we're quite limited in the in, like obviously the teams that we've got obviously love the sport, but I just yeah I don't think we can make a difference unless you know the higher ups also see that sort of you know that promise with the sport as well. I mean, you mentioned the sponsorship there, and I think me and Joe talked about it, is the fact that you need you need the, the high-quality product 
for people to put money into it. Yeah. But you need the money to get the high quality product. Yeah. So it's it's that awkward it's, bit where you're you're stuck in the middle at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's difficult to to see how I don't know, like how you uh, sort of get out of that sort of you know get away from that double edged sword. It's you know you you almost need someone to take a chance. Yeah, you know, that, that's like, it. What like someone with you know an investor to say, do you know what? Uh, let's let's go for it. Let's invest in flag. Let's get I don't know eight teams or whatever. Um, and like a semi-pro sort of basis, we'll pay them. We'll do like scouting combine to get the best of the best, you know, 80 players. And then we televise it, I don't know, on Sky Sports Mix or something. Um, but yeah, it's, um, but that is obviously, you know, someone taking a punt that it's successful. Um, I know, obviously, I've had like family members come before and watch games and they're like, what the hell is going on? Um, so obviously that, Obviously, I understand that, but if you were going to televise something like that, you would need to make sure that it's explained without obviously completely bamboozling someone. Um, but yeah, it would need someone to take a big, big risk. I think um, to to like sort of elevate the um, potential of flag in the UK. I do think that one of the bonuses we're going to have coming up soon is the the World Games. Yeah, Been, is it Birmingham, Alabama? Yeah. Not Birmingham, UK, as I first thought when I saw the uh, <laughs> the post coming up, you know, World Games with flag football in Birmingham. I was like, this is going to be brilliant. I'm going every day. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I had the same thought as well. And I was like, oh, damn, I can't go, can't go and see it now. But yeah, that, that may be the bit that helps kind of push it a bit more into the public eye. Yeah. But you again, you need that bit of the publicity to come from it. And I think the only downside we're going to have is that a lot of the publicity is going to go to things like NFL on Sky Sports, which is people who already know about the sport. Yeah. You need it to go wider and like to the to the non-knowing public. Yeah. We're, we're a niche in a niche sport. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult. And, you know, I've tried, me apart from like personal side of things with like the OFL, I've tried to sort of, uh, you know, tried last season with like the, the media aspect of it and um but it is difficult because you know the only people looking at those clips and stuff are people that are, pl- are playing because they want to see if they're included in a highlight it's you know it's not joe public going oh look at this what's this um you know it's uh yeah it's, it's difficult just to to try and get that to people who know nothing about it and get them hooked on it as well I do, remember, need... I do remember your highlights. I was in one of them. <laughs> I was happy. I think oh, there was a there was a juicy one where you're sort of directing traffic and pointing them, and then you hit pod in the the end zone. That's a. So we were actually talking about Dark it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> so so pod was in the back left corner of this one, and there's a defender right with him. The middle of the middle of the end zone is wide open, so I sort of direct him. I'm pointing to pod to go go to the middle. The cornerback who's covering pod. Looked at me pointing to the middle and went to the middle and left pod completely open. And it was just like, okay, you've, I'll take this one. That's fine. <laughs> Mate, you, you never, you always say that about that one, but you never mention about the amount of times I'm literally with the whole team on both sidelines, not just ours, going, why didn't you throw to him? He was wide open. That, that, that happens so often. I come off the field so many times to other players going, why doesn't he throw to you on the other team? And then you talk about that one. Well, I'll do you a deal. If you learn to catch, I'll learn to throw to you. Well, yeah, to be fair, you couldn't guarantee it would get caught, would you? (laughs) So there is that. I get that. (laughs) As as Pod goes running down the sideline, wide open and falls over the one yard line. (laughs) You told me to go out of bounds. I did what I was told. (laughs) So have you got your question ready for the next guest now? Have we worked this one out? Yeah, I'll... I mean, I'm hoping that this person plays in the OFL uh, because selfishly, um, I would like to know what do you want to see from the OFL sort of over the next two or three years? Um, It would be ideal if the guest plays in OFL or alternatively is interested in playing in the OFL but currently can't because of locations or um, 
but yeah, I mean, rules. The, the one the one thing is that you know I do a hell of a lot of it myself, and um, you know that means I only have to answer to myself. So obviously, if if an idea is bad, I do get the vibe from you know we've changed things such as the fifth down. We got we scrapped it because <laughs> it was you know it was more. You know, it was a bit of a gimmick thing. You know, we've been doing it five years and we're like, right, let's introduce the fifth down. You know, it was it was all right for a game or two. But in the grand scheme of things, look, I, I got it. You know, I heard I heard the chatters. I was all right. This was a bad this is a bad move, Jordan. And um, I think I kind of put the pressure on myself to come up with a new rule after the QB run and the bullet blitz, which I think goes has gone down fairly well well in my opinion it has but obviously i'll take that from people that have played in the afl to well i mean what do you guys think personally like on that is two things i mean obviously as a qb qb run i think is the best idea especially as only once i can only run once anyway so that's fine <laughs> um the bullet blitz i mean yeah it is a an interesting thing because especially when as a qb i'll get somebody lining up like a yard away from me in full sprint position and nine times out of ten, that's their bullet blitz gone. Yeah. But, yeah. but see, I think teams are starting to learn. And they now sort of like line up in that position and then drop back. And you're like, okay, so it's not a bullet. Okay. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I think that's at, at first it was like someone was showing. They're showing that, and they're standing like right part, they're right next to the center. And you're like, right, okay, dump off to the center or a little shovel pass to the running back or something, you know, something along those yeah. lines. And then they've crossed the line of scrimmage. Um, but yeah, it's, it's nice to see people adapting that. And um, even the QB runs as well. Like when people using them, I know I, I see a lot of people using them when they're under pressure, which is obviously, you know, it's great because it gives you something to think about. But also people designing designing in now, like the QB run, which is which is good to see as well. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we, you know, we didn't hit with the fifth down, but, you know, it was... This, unless you try it, like you won't know. So it was, it was good to see if it did work. And um, but yeah, I don't think it affected it to the point. Like I think people still enjoyed themselves despite that rule, which is you know I don't ever want to make a change that's going to ruin the sort of atmosphere um, of of the OFL. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it that much. It was. It might be one of those. If it was in another year, it might have evolved a bit more. That was all. Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to know quite, you know, yeah. how to how to use it. And I think you yeah. tried. It became a bit too easy to. Yeah. There was no there was no loss, was there? And then that was it. You had to kind of if you declared it and didn't use it, that should have potentially maybe that was the way to do it. Get rid of it then. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, it's yeah. <laughs> you never know. It might it might make an appearance. Uh, yeah. I don't think it was that bad. When when we finally get back to playing, but no, it's um yeah. yeah, it'd be interesting to see you know see what the next guest thinks about what you know. I might not take it on board, but it would be nice to hear what people have to say about it. Um, just because you know, for me, it's not going anywhere. The OFL, um, I you know I absolutely love doing it, and I love you know whether I get six teams, you know, or twenty teams. I just I love being at the day where everyone is playing games and just enjoying themselves. I don't I don't think we've had you know any issues. Um, you know we've had some issues with teams, but um, in the past, but very very rarely that we've had that. And um, yeah, it's more been the weather, hasn't it? That, that's yeah, not yeah. We've had, you can do about that. It's, I know it's it's a it's a bit of, bit of a strange one really because we had I remember we did it Saturdays. And then we, the weather was perfect. We moved it to Sundays and every day, every week was raining. And I was like, oh, right, I'm moving it back to Saturdays. And then I moved it back to Saturdays, the same <laughs> thing again. And it's like, oh, <laughs> you can't win. No. But yeah, so that, and that's what prompted me to move it throughout the year. So um, yeah. I mean, I do remember that it was the finals, the final day that were, I think the Raccoons got to like the third, fourth place playoff game. Oh. When we lost the semi final. And we we were, were uh, <laughs> we, yeah, well, pretty much we, uh, we were going to play the Panthers, and we, we basically just walked over to the sideline. Went, do you want to call it a draw? And he's like, yeah, fine. So to <laughs> yeah. 
I think we had a tent up at that game. We all just stayed in there for almost the entire day. I, I, I've played everywhere and anywhere, and, and all it, I've never been so cold and wet through as that day. Oh, it was, yeah. My God, that we've, was that, we've had, we've had, <laughs> we've had <laughs> in, uh, in four years, we had two, two, two nice finals days and two absolutely horrendous finals days. And uh, so I'm hoping that the next one is, uh, is yeah. for us due to be, uh, due to be nice. <laughs> Whenever that happens, twenty twenty. Whenever that happens, yeah. yeah. Whenever, whenever we're allowed. Well, there's talk of a vaccine now, so we'll. Uh, I'll have to roll it out at the next hour. <laughs> that wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and Fifteen Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all of our shows. Also, check out our sponsor Nuola for all your customized sportswear supplies.